Hello and welcome to Politics Notwithstanding. I'm your host, Christine Villarreal. And I'm your co-host, Lelius Rose. And I'm also your co-host, Nick Pernisco. I gotta stop watching you, news. You stop watching the news? Yeah. Why stop watching the news? Let, let me just tell you. So every every time Donald Trump does something stupid and idiotic? Oh, yeah, that yeah, just happened. That happened, yeah. Um, Sorry, I just looked at that They're like, watch. we're going to impeach him now. We're going to impeach him now. Oh, this is terrible. He should resign. Nothing ever happens. I'm like, how much do you want him to do? This guy who is is clearly, if not evil, at least a very, very, very bad person who should not be president. Yeah, we had him dead to rights like two years ago. It was like ridiculous. Uh, but the thing is, it's just like now we're finally going through with um, actually doing something about it. And... Um, what, 53% of the country wants, wants to go for it, and still 47% doesn't really want to go through with this because I don't know why. Um, it's weird. I, I think for a lot of people, it's not really about him. It's about, you know, which team are you rooting for? What do you mean? I mean, it's... It, it, it's, it's What the hell? Oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> I found this on the web. <laughs> sorry, my watch is zacking up. Okay. <laughs> it's it isn't so much about, i mean i think there's a lot of people who don't necessarily pay that much attention to like what go, what he says on a phone call to the president of ukraine or really even care you know even if he's or you know appreciate the yeah, you know the and they should because this is going to come back and bite you in the ass someday right especially when it, <laughs> Especially when ISIS blows up your hometown. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, yes. but people aren't thinking. That's not how people think, though. They're just thinking. It's it's like, okay, this is, I'm, there's the red team and the blue team. And, you know, the, you know, it's the red team represents, you know, who, I mean, people have taken their political affiliation on as an yeah. identity. But, but it's become so predictable. It's like, of course, it's like uh, everything that he does, they first deny it ever happened, right? It's this certain, this, this. This circle that they they do they deny it ever happened. They say it, maybe he did it, but it wasn't illegal. And they say okay, he did it, but it's not illegal or whatever yeah. that circle is that they like describe. Yeah, you know, and just, like it's always it, like that. And it's like, just legal bullshit. It's yeah, just like, come on, know, can it, we get him on something? It's get him on something. it's we got him. We got him on everything. Every single thing he's done since he come in, since he's come in has been like a crime. It's just. Everything, but it's Everything. the it's you know to quote you know the late thirty seventh president Richard Nixon, it's not illegal when the president does it. That's he literally said that to to yeah. David Frost. The idea is, well, if the president, you know, the president has you know he can he can basically make it legal just by doing it because there's no law that says he can't, you know, and ult- ultimately that's you know, and, and I think it's well, it really depends on the results of this process, right? right. I mean, the president, I mean, okay, is not technically above the law. However, I think it's been established through precedent that he can't be charged criminally while he's in office. Right, right. And so the only way to remove him from office is impeachment constitutionally. You can't, right. you know, the FBI can't walk into the Oval Office and handcuff him. That would be cool, though. I'd <laughs> yeah, but imagine if they reviewed. could. Ima- imagine if Any imagine result. if the FBI could be used as a political tool, because impeachment mm-hmm. is a political process. Well, yeah, well, that's the thing. That's the problem with our democracy. Directive 4 is in, it, is in place. Any mm-hmm. result, any attempt 
to uh, arrest the uh, senior officer of the organization results in shutdown. Well, sure. And, and that's a RoboCop of... reference that Chris, in case y'all well, are not duh, familiar with that. Just, like, not just go in and just <laughs> explain the joke all the fucking time. Should I not explain the joke or should I just let them sit as Easter eggs? Yeah. I'm sorry. Easter I feel eggs. obligated to explain to people who might not know what you're talking about. Don't maybe you, I shouldn't. Don't Jay Leno it. Okay. Let me explain oh, that yeah, joke. Yeah, don't, don't Leno it. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Guys, if you don't understand, if you, if any of you actually listen and Chris tells a joke and you don't have any idea what <laughs> she's referring to, just ask in the comments and I'll, you know, we'll reply. Yeah. <laughs> or, or if you can guess, if you know what something is. Maybe you'll get a prize. Or, a, or uh, <laughs> as a feature on our podcast, uh, go to anchorfm.com slash politics notwithstanding. No, PNW podcast. Uh, Anchor FM's anchor.fm slash pw podcast and leave a voice message that would be even better that'd be awesome are we available on itunes yeah we are so just go to itunes and pick pick us up politics notwithstanding Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about how messed up this whole political system is and spotify and and we we welcome input from spotify is not messed up from we love spotify from anyone, regardless of your political, I mean, we're not we're we're a nonpartisan podcast here. We're not we're yes, not so, explicitly no, cheering we for one team we or the a, other. I thought we were a tripartisan podcast. Oh. We, well, I we mean, had, we had we had our thing, but it was three different things. Right. Well, it is, yeah. but I mean, it's, what I mean is, none of us are particularly partisan. Well, well, I don't want any partisan. I think I think it's left, only, left, and left. Left, lefter, and leftist. Yeah, I, I, I had yeah, I had three choices, and I don't like any of them, so I don't really want to be a part of this relationship. Uh-huh. Anyway, yeah. as I was, the point I was trying to make is that <laughs> if if you're if you're a, a MAGA loving, you know, Trump fan, if you're like an ultra SJW Antifa member, if you're a libertarian, <laughs> if you're a if you're a, a boot licking authoritarian, that's all fine. We're we'll play nice with you. <laughs> You know, you know it's funny. Or we won't if that's what you're into. So yeah, you know, you know it's so, funny. Yeah, maybe I should like you know drop down all the what methods of where an angry person get a hold of us. I will say this though, yeah. if you uh, please don't, you know, if you haven't actually listened to the podcast at all, don't bother like commenting based on you know like what you think we look like or what you think the name of it is or what you perceive our politics to be. When I, I, I had another podcast where people, I would, I would, I would, I would boost it on Facebook and people would simply respond to the name of the podcast. Like it was called, it was called precious snowflakes and people would just like start railing on about snowflakes. And they, it was obvious they hadn't listened to one second of our podcast. We were boring. We realized folks. it was a tongue in cheek reference. Yeah. That's the thing though. It's just like the name was the best part of the podcast. I know. <laughs> We were fucking boring. You need a catchy name. I put though. the explicit tag on, so I'm just going to go run for it. I'm go just for it. Run. Yeah, I'm going to run. run. But I would get all these mouth bre- breathing, like all caps, like, you know, like keyboard crazy people going on about the snowflakes. You know. Those millennials, they're going to kill us all. <laughs> it's like, you haven't even listened to it. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're not going to listen to this one either, so it's going to okay. be fine. All you know, right. We're gonna, you, know, you know how this whole thing is going to start? It's going to start with their friends and then, you know, they're going to tell their friends and then it's probably just going to be this like, you know, tight knit thing. And I mean, I, I listen to a whole bunch of podcasts where I totally disagree with, with the host, but I still find them interesting. And I find, you know, having a window into their point of view and their thinking, especially like the, like the very socialist, you know, kind of SJW left. They, I listen to their podcast because I like, you know, hearing how they think. And I keep wondering whether I'm one of them or not. Yeah. Am I, am I, am I, 
do I do I fit in with the whole is, social is, justice warrior profile? Is Chris or, an SJW? Or, I don't know. That could be a whole topic for a whole show. Yeah, on its that's own. true. I don't That'd know. I don't think I'm active enough, really. It's just like it, it, the only thing that's keeping me from like being a social justice warrior is the laziness. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is a a prime um, defining factor as well of a uh, social justice warrior. You got to be a little. Oh, more maybe then then I are then I'm already then I'm already in the <laughs> crowd here. Oh boy. <laughs> I mean, I, I I mean, I often call myself. To describe myself as a libertarian and that gets people very kind of triggered and oh the white libertarian believes that i'm like well, <laughs> well have you ever i'm sorry and, and, and it all and it, they're only responding to the to that one word not actually what i'm saying That's well little, it little wouldn't little have helped if you gone to the if you if you gone to the convention it's exactly what you'd expect well labels kind of suck because there's some truth to that i, I don't like i don't like labels i mean i vote as demo democratic so you can call me a democrat but if I'm left, are you going to call me like a loony liberal? No, I'm not. Am I a socialist? No, I'm not. In fact, one time I was so upset with the Democratic Party because uh, they weren't left enough. <laughs> this is after, this is right before the, or right after the election Donald Trump with Hillary Clinton being very centrist candidate. I was very upset. The party had kind of lost me there for a minute. And I went looking for alternatives. And there was this one called the Socialist Democrats in Seattle. I went to the website. I'm like, hmm, sounds interesting. You talking about the DSA or no, the Socialist Democrats? Okay, it's not the, the Democratic Socialists. Socialists. Okay, they, they call themselves comrades on their website. Sorry, what? Comrade, yeah. blah blah blah. It's oh gonna wow, be speaking. sounds like, pretty socialist. Yeah, I'm like, um, <laughs> so that's, yeah, no, no. that's a Democratic Socialist. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just like, okay, there's there's labels. There's what I think I am. There's what you think I am, and I tell you to I I tell you to go buzz off. But the thing is, I'm actually interested in the uh, crazy theory you have about me. So, yeah, uh, no, I, I am interested. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but so, but please actually make have it be like so something funny. coherent that I can actually engage with, not just something <laughs> that you scream in my general direction. Yeah, it's just like some. I just I just want to I I just want to be like pleasantly surprised at your intelligence. I would like I'd be like, oh wow, that that the that's tag, intriguing. I have to answer this. The tag for this episode not, should be is Chris, a social justice warrior. Hashtag social justice warrior. Well, I mean, SJW, it can yeah. be either. I mean, it can be a badge and of honor just, or it can be an epitaph. I mean. It, right. It could be. It depends on who says it. I mean, it, and it and it's not just, it, it depends on if you're coming at it exclusively from the social angle or from the economic angle. Could be. You know, I mean, am I, am, I am, am I entirely defined by the groups I belong to? I mean, a lot of one of the For most, example? one of the no, most, no, really, one of the most tiresome things, problematic things about the um, the SJW, you know, left in Seattle is that it it a lot of them seem to think that free enterprise is the root of all evil, and the and the only way to have a a fair society is to have is to have everything centrally planned and to have you know everybody basically equal in terms of I've, I've, but there's no such thing as winners and losers free or, enterprise has its purpose and, and and think about that anytime you walk into the coffee shop that you're typing this on exactly. that's right yeah <laughs> and and i mean i've lived in a country that is considered to, to large degree being socialist I, i've lived in the netherlands where amsterdam is and uh well, they, they are very socialist over there are they? They, they love capitalism but they also do a lot of central planning and uh, a lot of Everybody's equal. Everybody gets the same health insurance. Um, but but then okay, you go to the. Okay, I, I could be down for that last part. But then you go to the supermarket, and like half the products are missing from the shelves because the people are all on their breaks, 
<laughs> and they only get the, the, their union says that they can only do it once or twice a day. So like you go in on Sunday afternoon, the, the place closes at eight because of course you gotta go go, go home and be with your family, which is which is fine, which is great. <laughs> but you go there at six and all the bread's gone, all the best fruits are gone. Like what happened? Oh, they they already fill, refilled it's, it's a the shelves today. It, once, once it's a once. different way of it's a different way of doing things. It's just it like, is. You sort of have to plan ahead and like yeah, hit you know hit the store. Early, at, at, you know, at the at, at the at the premium time for when right. you're supposed to do it, and I that wouldn't be such a problem if like the refrigerators weren't like two cubic feet, <laughs> <laughs> but but it's so small you have to go like every day almost to to shop. Do you remember? Oh God, okay, I'll explain this one. You ever? You, does anybody remember the old Drew Carey show? Yeah, Drew Carey. You remember the? You remember the time? You remember the episode where he tried to win the forty cubic foot refrigerator? No, I don't remember that one. Well, you know, tell me about it. Uh, they sang a song about it. It was, it was, it was, it was to the tune of Forty Second Street, but it was forty cubic feet. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, Ohio. So, so I don't think that joke would fly very well in the Netherlands. No what? I don't. Think, I don't think that joke would fly very well because your fridges are so small. Yeah, your fridges are true. so small. They're not my fridges. They're fridges. I'm yeah. a. I'm an American. I, I just lived it for a couple of years. And you're back to you're back to claim your fridge. I'm back to claim my fridge. But when I open my fridge, I'm like, wow, this thing is humongous. And I open the the freezer. I'm like, we got a freezer. Okay. T- are, are there? I'm sorry. Yeah. Are there products you either missed while you were in the Netherlands, or you miss now that now that you're back in the states, that um, you know you can't you could only get in the Netherlands. Well, there's this like one treat that you eat like at um at a bar called Bitterballen. And these are little balls, literally of like random meats inside. They're deep fried, and they serve them to you, like at the bar, like when you're like having drinks or something. And to the to the um, uninitiated, they are pretty disgusting. But it, you get used to them, and you add some mustard and add like a nice, you know, Heineken I'm, beer, and they're actually delicious. And so, I'm sorry, ooh. I just can't. I can't. I can never believe anybody who get. Who throws me the phrase? You'll get used to them. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. But, but yeah, but but socialism works for them, and that's great. But you it, know, there are things that happen in that country that would never happen here. It depends on also what you mean by socialism. It's this mm-hmm. word that people throw around for any kind of like thing that you don't like. Well, that's right. one way of putting it. But I mean, it it depends on what you mean by. I mean, okay, just because you have you uni- like a universal you know healthcare doesn't necessarily mean. Well, the country has a socialist economic system, like like a Marxist type system, like someone like Shama Sawan advocates, where you basically would not have any form of, of free enterprise. <laughs> well, here, every, everything would be would be centrally. I mean, you'd have a a command economy essentially, mm-hmm. and it, it it the and the and the end goal is to, is to basically take any sort of meritocracy out of the society. Right. Everyone is equal. Everyone gets paid the same, regardless of what job they do. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you, if you excel at something or if you suck at it, you know, everyone basically is, you know, gets to do something. Yeah. But it doesn't matter mm-hmm. how, if you're any good at it or not, you know, yeah. you don't get it. You don't get ahead by being excellent. True. You just, you know, <laughs> sure. No, but, but here's the thing. To me, that sounds very dystopian. Like I like, I like the, the best thing, uh, about that place was the, uh, the healthcare system, and it's a private. It's like Obamacare. It really, really was like, like what Obamacare should have been, as it's been evolving. And had it not been gouged by Trump and all his friends, 
Well, but, I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm very pro Netherlands health system, mainly for a personal reason. Cause, yeah. Because, because they, because they save your butt, man. They do. They save your butt, and you don't go bankrupt over there. But here's the thing: if they put a the an expired saline IV into you, and for some reason you get sicker, you can't sue. Nobody sues. Mm-hmm. People don't sue over there. People have a uh, like an umbrella policy. Everybody has an umbrella policy. They're like, if you if I hit you with my car and you're on your bike, you get to take out of my policy the money it takes you to get your bike fixed, the money it takes you to get yourself fixed, and there's no pain and suffering. So like, okay, I, I hit you with my with my car, you get a thousand euros, and life goes on. So here, people will be like, I need $20 million because you touched me inappropriately on my arm. So what if they hit you with a bike and you become a quadriplegic and you're in a wheelchair for the rest of your life? Well, that's why the, the, the maximum is three, 3 million euros is mm-hmm. the, the policy. And guess why, guess why, how much it costs to have that policy? Seven euros a month. Okay, but so it's the, like seven dollars. But everybody, but you have universal health care there also. Right. So if you become a quadriplegic, you're not going to become bankrupt by the expenses. No, and you're going to be taken now, care of. So let me ask you something: Is the health care there? Is it is it free? Um, it's well, it's not free. You have to go through an insurer. Okay, but every plan. It sounds cheap. It's very you... cheap. It's like two hundred dollars a month per person. Do they have private health insurance, or is it all government-run? Then, then you're, you're deductible by law is like three hundred dollars. Okay, so are there private health insurance companies? Or? Yes, and then you go to you go to your 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 GP is not the best GP in the world. It's the one that's closest to you. Your family doctor, you mean? Your family doctor, yeah. Your family doctor is like, oh, there's a family doctor like three that's blocks from here. Probably something that might change. That must that might be my, the. Uh, it's just like, it's like the high school you went to. That's like. Oh, this is You're, like, you know. So you don't get to pick your doctor? It's a, They're assigned to you? They're assigned to you based on where you live. Really? And then they, yeah, they I, coordinate I, your care with like um, specialists. Hmm. So when I was there and I had specialists, we went to the big hospital. I'm like, I want to go to this big hospital. They're like, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, you kind of have to push them. You're like, no, 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 no. I really want to go to this hospital. Okay. So I went to the biggest, best hospital for, for you know, specialists. But the GP, the that first person is more like a They're like a gatekeeper. It's like, like a coordinator almost. But you new, can't. But you, if you don't like them, you can't go to someone else. You have to file paperwork and like you have to say why you don't like them. And so, is that GP? Is that from your? Do they work for your insurance company yeah. or who no, do they work for? They're independent. Okay. So they build the insurance company. Okay, but you can choose your insurance company. Are there different yeah. ones? Yeah, but they all pretty much cost the same. Okay. And they all have like the same like sort of deductible plans some have like dental and vision also included but but by law everyone has to have insurance and it's and the gp you go to is based on your zip code basically yeah huh yeah and they don't, even, they don't even touch you they don't take your your um your temperature they don't take your blood pressure when you go there they just have you sit where it's like an office mm-hmm. and they're like how can we help you oh my arm's been hurting oh have you taken what they call paracetamol, mm-hmm. which is acetaminophen, Tylenol. Right. Have you taken Tylenol for for paracetamol for a week? No. Okay, go home, take paracetamol. Okay. If it keeps hurting, it's like come a flow back. chart. Okay. It's yeah. a flow chart, which is yeah. But, it's, it's it's yeah, it's very. But but if <laughs> I know you, how to get rid of flow charts. But if you're seriously <laughs> ill, I used to be in tech support. If you're seriously ill, 
really there's no better place to me. And uh, the healthcare is second to none, and it's cheap, very cheap. Now, one thing um, I know, I mean, I don't, I mean, you've experienced uh, the Netherlands firsthand. One, uh, people often compare our system to Canada, where they, they basically have a, I, I guess they have some private insurance, but for the most part, they have an, uh, a national, you know, a single payer system that's funded by a value added tax. Right. That's right. basically a national sales tax. Right. And they have different approaches to um, to the way they handle uh, certain things in Canada that are different mm. than the way they do it here. One of them is organ transplants. Okay. Uh, I don't know how, how do they how, how do they prioritize you know something a scarce resource like say like a liver or a kidney transplant in in the other ones. Do you know how they do it there? Or? No, I, I don't. I'm not I, sure. So I can tell you that they're different. There's a big difference between the way the United States mm. prioritizes people for who need organ transplants. Versus the way they do it in Canada, Donors where they have first. a single payer system. Well, I mean, <laughs> you have people who die in car accidents, but the, here's the thing: there's there's more people who need livers than there are available livers. No, no, no I meant I meant hospital donors first, right? The people who donate have their time, huh? have their name on the wall, the blank and blank. Oh, well, that's the, not, not, I'm, not, those not, people not go first. Donors, I'm talking about the way they prioritize. No, they're the ones who works. are recipients first. No, that's not how it works. <laughs> so in in the United States, um, the list they put you on a list. It, it, partially, it's based on on where you live, but f- depending on where, where 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 you live, the way they prioritize you is 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 by how sick you are. Right. So in the United States, the the sickest person is going to be at the top of the list. Right. You know, if you're if you're like at the point where your liver is failing and you're you're not going to live two weeks from now and you need it now, you'll right. be at the top of the list. Right. In Canada, it does not work that way. Okay. In Canada, they they this is a, a system where they 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 prioritize uh, the uh, the uh, I don't want to say efficiency, but they're trying to. Um, the, the way they do it there, it's not based on how sick you are, but on how um, much life expectancy they expect you to get mm. from the liver transplant. So if you're a 20-year-old with some sort of congenital you know, liver, you know, disease that caused your liver to fail, and they think the transplant is going to give you another 60-plus years of life, that's what puts you to the top of the list. If you're mm. someone who's, let's say you've got alcoholic cirrhosis and you're in your 60s, and you're way sicker than that 20-year-old, you're not going to be prioritized because mm-hmm. they you won't get as much mileage out of that liver. Mm. And the way they rationalize this is because the liver is a scarce resource. They want that liver essentially to get as much use as it can. Right, right. And I, I, I can't help but also think that that is driven by the fact that they're trying to sit to it, it's it, they're trying to control costs on a larger scale. For the bet, because you've got this single payer system that's designed to benefit the society rather than the individual. Right. Whereas in the United States, we're more focused on each person as an individual, and 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 the the philosophy of healthcare is how can we help this particular individual as opposed to maximize the benefit for society. Yeah. And and that's a philosophical and ethical question. Mm-hmm. I think that's worth thinking about when we start talking about making enormous changes to our healthcare system. How do we feel about that? And how are we going to, you know, make philosophical right. decisions like that? Yeah, but it's a question nobody really wants to ask right now. It's just like, you know, people already have the answer for, people think they already have the entire answer for, you know, the entire system yeah. right now. Well, if your answer fits on a bumper sticker, then you haven't spent enough time thinking about it. 
pretty much. In my yeah, opinion, I think I think people should spend more time traveling abroad and seeing other cultures and see how how different cultures do it. Because I mean, the way we're doing it here isn't the only way, right? Like you just said, Canada and the U.S. and you know, with everything with mental health and everything, there's so many countries that do it better than we do. That like you know, they 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 categorize things differently. Like if you have an addiction, it's a mental health issue. Uh-huh. It's of a mental health it emergency. Um, and here it's like, oh, that drug is just on the street. And like, let's ignore them and walk around them. Well, or arrest them if they're bothering people. Well, it depends. I mean, if, if you're a person, a middle class person with an addiction and you're not, you know, living on the street, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a lot more resources available to you than if you are the guy in the street, even though the guy in the street may be a lot sicker than you, you know? Yeah. And, and far gone. But there are, I mean, it's in, I mean, the whole Canadian versus U.S. I think is a good thing to think about because it does sort of force you to ask those ethical questions. What is, you know, if we were to implement a national single payer system, would that cause a shift in the way we look at, you know, healthcare as a resource that we want to distribute, you know, evenly across the society or would our approach to medicine still be more individual based? Right. And wh- and which way is you know? Well, it's wh- also, what's it's, it's also, what, what are our values when it comes to something like that? And you're never going to get the the same healthcare system they have in Europe here because people have different values. They have like you said, you know, they prioritize the individual. It, it's it's very based on 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 culture. I, I mean, you can't you can't have a a, a, um, a healthcare system where it's super cheap. And you get to sue when something goes wrong, right? Well, sue to that extent, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, the pay- system that focuses more on the individual, I think, is inherently going to be more costly. You know, it's yeah. going to cost more. The question is, are we willing to incur that extra cost? Because, I mean, they talk about our system being more expensive. Well, there are reasons why it's more expensive that are just mm-hmm. that are beyond just inefficiencies. Yeah. We, we. We, I mean, if we, in order to cut costs, there are certain things we might have to give up. Like you talk about like the, like liability for a malpractice, you know, that's right. a huge <laughs> era, era of law. Medica- There's attorneys who that's like all they do and make tons of money at it. Yeah. Over there, the lawyers are just there for real estate and for like contract mm-hmm. law. At the same time, you don't want to enable, you know, people to commit malpractice and, right. and not hold them responsible responsible you don't want there right. to be no consequences for medical malpractice what was great though is that also i had access to instead of generics brand name drugs for free like all all of my my medications that i took over there were all name brand does so, that so, matter so, i mean is that well, well i mean well i mean because different different from i mean if you've been taking medications as long as i have Different medications have different formulations, and they have different fillers. Yeah. And the fillers may act a certain way That's true. in your body. And and a, a reason someplace like the Netherlands why the brand names are you know you're going to be able to get those because they probably negotiate yes. with the manufacturers yes. and they get it at a lower cost than we would get here. Yes. So that's something that I would love to see here, where the generic drugs are not used as much and we do more brand name but cheaper. I guess it depends cheaper, on the drug. Cheaper. I mean, there's generics and then I mean. Was there a difference between, say, like, you know... I mean, we may have to get into the uh, the politics of drug price negotiation <laughs> yeah. to, to really fully explore this matter. Mm-hmm. But, but how do we get there? How, how do we even start to think about getting there? I mean, if our whole political system is messed up, 
What do we do? Well, to quote uh, <laughs> our okay. illustrious president, nobody knew that that healthcare was so complicated. <laughs> well, um, what do you think, Chris? To uh, to deal with a messed up system, you first have to take care of its most messed up thing, and that right now is the president. The president. Yeah. <laughs> So as soon as that's taken care of, we can start working on the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we either need to impeach or vote out. In uh, well, no, we need to impeach then vote out. That's how impeach it works. then vote out. Okay. Well, I mean, unless you think that we're going to find twenty plus Republican senators that are going to vote to convict him. I just want to. I just want those bastards to be on the record as like yeah. Okay. Yeah. If they're going to vote against it, I want it on paper. Okay. Yeah. Well, it will be, and I, you know. Who knows? I mean, uh, it's. I wouldn't rule it out, but I'm not holding my breath. Yeah. Well, it seems like Romney then, is kind of like. Want, I want those twenty names <laughs> plastered onto a monument of stupidity somewhere. Well, no, it's more <laughs> going to be more like fifty some. But I mean, it, it would take twenty to join. Uh, presumably, all the Democrats would vote to convict him, right? right. Assuming that were the case. Sure. Why not? I mean, how many? It, it would. Now. It would take uh, two thirds. Yeah, it takes two thirds. To need ten more. For those of you who don't know. More. Uh, in an impeachment trial, it takes 67 votes in the Senate oh, to remove a president from nice. office. And Nixon was impeached, but he resigned before that vote was taken, right? Well, the House, I believe, was voting articles of impeachment. It was clear that he did not have the votes in the Senate to win. Okay. At the time, it was heavily controlled by, by the Democrats. But yeah, Nixon would have been removed if he had gone through with the trial, but it never got to the point where they went to a trial in the Senate. I don't ever see Trump resigning. He never even apologizes for anything he does or says. He's he's even hinted that he wouldn't go quietly if he lost. Yeah, no, he would make them go on record and vote him out, and then he'd probably be calling for civil war or something. I mean, God knows what. I don't think we'd actually have a civil war. No, because I mean, are are the Republican Trump voters really going to start a civil war with President Pence? Yeah, right. right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, that would be like, no, that would be like, you know, no, no, the party's not happening. We're just going to stay home. It, it's not as if and, Trump loses the vote in the Senate and suddenly we have Hillary. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it would be Pence. It would be Pence. So, be are Pence. they really, are they really, are all the, the, the hillbillies going to storm the White House to, well, to, 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 with their pitchforks over Pence? Well, there's only 3% of people in the United States that own guns. They own like 90% of the guns or something. Really? I don't know. Three percent of Americans sure about that own like statistic? 95%. I don't know about that. I don't. I don't know about that one. Well, It'd be interesting to like. I, th- I think maybe three percent own ninety-five. I mean, because I think you're talking about people who have lots of guns. Right. Right. But I mean, what percentage of Americans own at least one firearm? That's a good question. That's going to be more than three. It's got to be more than three percent. Yeah. I know. There goes Chris's watch again. Mine's my watch again. Yeah. So that that'd be a good question to ask, but. Probably an unnecessary question. We're not going to go to civil war. <laughs> people, people are are people are fired up, but I think that there's the rational. The rational. Get, we have to get up and change the channel. And you, you expect these? You expect us to like you know pick up a gun and like shoot our neighbor? No, 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 no. No, no that's no. not going to happen. No, it's too it's too much Did to it. do on a weekend where you got work on Monday. Morning. Exactly. <laughs> Most, no. You don't really want to overthrow the government. Come right. on. No, not no. I just want. I, <laughs> we already have a system for like putting the people we like yeah. in there, and we were using it exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's just like you know. Now my question would know, be: for Four years it would suck to be us, and for another four years it wouldn't. Even anarchists don't really like anarchy as much as they claim to. Mm. 
They have their own private forces. <laughs> anarchy. To enforce the their own anarchy rules. An- I'm sorry, man. Anar- anarchy does not, does not outwit electricity in any way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we like our electricity. Exactly. It powers everything else in our house. Exactly. Now, now let me ask you, would, would um, Nancy become vice president in that case? No. Um, She'll be the speaker, and that's there's. It. I, no, Pence, I'd have to look at the Twenty Fifth Amendment. But I think, it's, you know, Pence becomes well if you, if you do it the Nixon way, you know, Pence would become president, and then appoint a new vice president, new, and right. that person okay. would, and then that person would be like, okay, so so if okay. when the president is removed through impeachment, the vice president becomes the president, and then the new vice president it's, is appointed by the president, or is is that how it works? I thought that's how it worked. See, no, someone needs to look is, this up. <laughs> it'd have no, to get a point. It, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be Nancy, though, I don't the think. The Speaker of the House comes into play when both the President and the Vice President are incapacitated. That's right. Simultaneously. Right, right, right. right. Straight to number three. So I know when Nixon resigned, Ford became President. But how did Ford become Vice President? It was because Spiro Agnew resigned, and Ford was in the, the House vice, of Representatives. Yeah, then he became Vice President, and then Nixon resigned, Ford became President, and then and who became Ford. vice president? Who was Ford's vice president? That's a good question. I don't know. Um, <laughs> That's too far back. But in any case, it's not it, it's not the majority party in the House, though, because there were, the Democrats controlled it, in the, the House at, at the time. Nixon, it was Sam Rayburn was the Democratic majority, majority leader. leader. And, I, and I believe that the president's party would get to choose. So, but they, they would have to consult and advise, like like the Supreme Court kind of thing. Huh? Advising consent. Yeah, advising consent, like go through the hearings. No, I don't. There's no Senate. There's no to to get a vice president. I don't think my, so. My parents just will just go to. There's a there's a way. That, I mean, we should really look this up because we're just sort of talking out of our asses. We don't yeah, really we know. Kind of are talking out of our asses. <laughs> we're showing our constitutional ignorance. That's okay. I gotta. I don't know. We're still we're still ahead of some of these Yahoos that are in Congress, like That's true. claiming to be constitutional lawyers. Like talking about Utahers. I know. Um, well, actually, no. He's not that. He's not that bad as a constitutional lawyer. That's what gets to me. Who? Ted Cruz. Oh, really? Yeah. He. he I mean, he may interpret things wrong sometimes, but you know, he knows. He knows. Oh. The, he knows at least the letter of things. Yeah. Oh no, he's a really smart well, guy. Well, he went really... to the University of Florida. I knew that because he said that he paid off his tuition after. Writing his first book, so that's good for him. I, I love the way they portray him on our cartoon president. <laughs> it's Ted Cruz. He always he always just runs into a room, and yells. It's what, me, Ted Cruz. Whatever happened to that show, um, the president were on Comedy Central, well, the live action. Oh, the, the George. Wait, there's here. There was the president show, and then that was the current one. And then there was the one with George Bush. In it, and that's a, that, that, that's our Bush. That's our Bush was the old one, but the, the new one with Trump was like he, he was the president. Really, it was a, I think it was called the President Show. President Show, yeah, yeah. That was funny. I don't know why that went away. Well, the, the best one was the the best one is uh, Stephen Colbert's our cartoon president. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. On the on the Late Show, uh, it's on it's on Showtime actually. It's, oh really? It's, it's great. It, they because they do on that show what they can't do on CBS. Right, right. That's funny. Yeah, I've seen clips of it on, on, on Late Show, so it makes sense he's on Showtime because Showtime is, is, is Viacom. C- yeah, Showtime is CBS. CBS. God, Picard is gonna it's gonna premiere soon. We're going way off topic now. <laughs> you know, I was just curious to see how the 
you know, who becomes vice president after the vice president's elevated to the so presidency? Let's go back to Picard for a second. Yeah. And then, you know, we're going to switch our politics up to a second to 21st century um, federation um, politics. There you go. No, we can't do that. Can't do that. Nah. I'm looking forward to that. I'll pay for it. People are like, no, I'm not going to pay no, for that. Yeah, we can't get. Yeah, right. this is a politics podcast. I just, I just want to go off onto like a whole tangent about streaming services and paying for everything. Haven't you seen the trailer? Jerry Ryan is in it. Data's in it. Oh yeah, Jerry Ryan, who was the wife of <laughs> Jack Ryan, who tried to run against Obama that one time. Of course, he was in some sort of sex scandal where oh, Jack wanted to do so all sorts of crazy stuff that Jerry didn't. Uh oh. So yeah. Quack, 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 quack. Okay, yeah. Um, and that's how we tie in politics to Star Trek. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> so I think um, have we run our course for the day? Until I figure this out, how does how do we get a new vice president after the vice president assumes Maybe the president? I'm, try, I'm I'm trying to look it up on Wikipedia, but it's this whole <laughs> it's convoluted. It's I'm trying uh, to read. If you just give me a minute, it's so that the power who the you people know, who are it's, in it's, power it's, stay in power. That's what it is. No, we had a really good talk about healthcare and yeah. impeachment and. Yeah. Uh, okay, let me just ask this one last question. Yeah. How do you think it's going to go down? Are the, are the Republicans going to really toe the party line and prevent the conviction from happening? That's going to be the tough part. I think they're definitely going to impeach. Definitely going to go into the. Turn? Definitely going to the Senate. If it's if it happens, it's going to be led by someone like Mitch, not Mitch uh, McConnell, but um, no, 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 uh, no. Romney. Romney. Yeah. Mitt Romney. Mitt yeah. Romney. Oh Mitt yeah, Romney. he's a wild card, isn't he? Because he's a wild card. So if he can convince some people, he's got some power. He can convince some people to go along with him. It might happen. You don't know. So that that's the wild card that I think. You, is gonna yeah, happen. I mean, you seriously, the heroes are going to come from like the oddest places that you'd never think they'd come yeah. from. I think if people you thought you were just like, you know, total jokes before, going to yeah. like, come in and possibly save the day. I think uh, what's his face? Who's the guy that used to be uh, attorney general? That used to be Jeff senator Sessions? Jeff Sessions. He was running for his old seat. That'd be funny if he, he votes to convict. He's like, I do declare this guy is a criminal. And that's more. That's more. I know that guy from work. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know that guy. He used to be my boss. I'm gonna vote against him. So, what'd you find, Mel? Oh, I, I'm still digging it. I mean, no, let's not worry about it. It, it says that no, Gerald wanna... Ford became vice president. It doesn't say how. Well, no. Yeah. I wanna, I, and Nelson Rockefeller was um, Nelson Gerald Rock- Ford's vice president. Nelson Rockefeller? N- never mind. Mm. That, 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 uh, that's another rat hole. Mm-hmm. Also known as Rock- I want to ask you this question, Well, mm-hmm. Do you think the Republicans are going to turn, or are they going to stick to their guns? Um, I think it's possible a few might. I, I, I have a hard time seeing... Tw- it, I, if the, it depends on how damaging what we... You know, and not just, you know, from a legal perspective, but from a public, you know, perspective. If the public, and I mean Republicans, really start, if Republican public opinion really starts to turn against Trump, then maybe it's possible. You know, if if he really starts to lose support uh, among his base in a significant way. Okay, let's deconstruct this for a second. Having the base, you know, let go of their grip of... On, on, you know, this, you know, whole, you know, whole, like, we're with Trump thing. How would, how, how theoretically could that possibly happen? 
How could it happen? Yeah. How could the base? Yeah. yeah. If if they decide that he really has gone too far and he's done something, you know, illegal that makes him, you know, not fit to be the president. If he tries out the theory of shooting someone on Fifth Avenue. Yeah. Basically, I mean, yeah, it, then it, they might be like, okay, it's too far. If mm. if if public opinion, if people get it, if if Republicans, people who right now support Trump about around at a, around ninety percent, that his approval rating is about ninety percent among Republicans. If that were to significantly drop to the point where his reelection didn't seem like seemed almost impossible, I I then I think you could start seeing Republican senators uh, start to peel away. I, I have a. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was just gonna say. I I think that the reason that so many Republicans are behind him is because so many Republicans are behind him. I mean, it, it it's like a self fulfilling prophecy. I mean, mm. if if he didn't have so many people behind him, I think that the base would be not as warm to him. So if people start peeling off, that's a sign that if it can continue that way, then the fewer people that support him. It's just going to be a landslide. People well, are going to come from all corners and say, yeah, we got to get this guy out of well, here. You're with him. I thought I'm with him. I thought you were with him. That's basically it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, look what happens when, when one of them tries to do that. You know, they get, you know, pilloried by, you know, his supporters. You know, it's... Pilloried? I mean, we pilloried, I said. Oh. <laughs> I mean, you saw what happened to Ted Cruz at the convention when he said, vote your conscience. You know, he had, you know, people come, going all over him. And then, and now, you, I mean, Mitt Romney is really the only one who's... Senator who seems to be able to really you know, criticize him without it damaging him politically, but okay. it would take 20 some Republican senators to break ranks. Yeah. And th- they would basically have to decide to come to the conclusion that it was in their political self-interest to do it. They're not going to do it out of some sense of, you know, duty to the country, you know, yeah. all they care about is, you know, their own political hides. It's, you know, right. they certainly don't care enough about the country. <laughs> if, if they talk to each other and they say, if just seven, 18, 19 of us knew it, then he'll be gone. None of us will have to worry about it. The wheels again. would really just have to come off in a way that even more so that they haven't come off yet. And I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm saying I, I don't think it's likely, but I don't think it's completely impossible. So yeah. basically the what the Republican senators are going to wait for their for their constituents to like turn to They're not going to they're not going to vote against the will of their constituents. Yeah, so basically it's the constituents that so basically, it's convincing the constituency that it's in their yeah. best interest to like maybe yeah. jump ship. Yeah. Unless so, unless they just don't want their jobs anymore. That could you know, like you could get someone like a Jeff Flake who's like, well, you know, take this job and shovel it. You know. Yeah. So I have a theory. What? What? Tariffs. That what? Whole thing, tariffs? tariffs. That whole thing backfires. That whole thing backfires on the very people Trump is. Trying to like, oh, you mean like we have a recession? Yeah, we have a recession mm-hmm. and something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want a recession, but mm-hmm. I mean, what's it going to take to convince these people? Find a way to blame it on someone else. It's well, of course yeah. he's going to try to find find a way to blame it on someone else. But the thing is, you know, I mean, the problem is here's the problem: most Democrats are trying to. Well, let me start here. Most Republicans think that this whole Ukraine thing is a technicality. They're like, this is bullshit. This is not a reason to impeach. And most Democrats are trying to impeach because of more than just Ukraine. They're trying to say he's an awful person who's been trying to get rid of him for years. And so now is our chance. And so they're just looking for the opportunity. So 
Well, this is the opportunity, and they should right. take it. It's they should it's take their it. moral imperative. But you're never going to get it when the other side believes that it's a just a technicality. If you can get him talking to Putin, be like, "I've got money for you. I'm gonna." I'm they gonna... don't. I don't think they think it's. I don't think they really think it's a technicality. I think it's the line they're using because, you know, their constituents are going to hold them to it, and they don't want to lose their mm. jobs. Yeah, I just think that if we saw something that was like blatant, like him, like. And, and how how not blatant is this thing we're having right now? Well, I mean, but no, no, no. But even more, even more blatant. Believe it or not, if if he did this deal with Putin, I don't know. I'm not walking down Fifth Avenue anytime soon. That's for sure. <laughs> if he did this deal with Putin, with the whole with withhold sanctions or get off sanctions, if you like, help me find WikiLeaks documents, so like that. And if that comes out, that's I think would convince both sides. No, 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 no. no. You don't think so? No, it, it would. You'd be everybody's. Everybody's just stuck believing what they're going to believe, and the thing is, I don't know. There has to be a sea change, not only in what you know in in public opinion, but public opinion where it matters, which is mm. unfortunately right. the Trump base. Right. It, it would have to be a broad consensus where basically the whole country decides to agree well, <laughs> that are, he's gone too damn far. And, and most of us are already in agreement. It's just this, oh. yeah, it's just this pesky 35, 37%. That's a lot of people. And, and you know what, Chris? <laughs> I think you're right because I've seen shirts at Trump rallies. Not that I've gone to Trump rallies, but I've seen them like, on TV that says, like, I'd rather be Russian than, than a Democrat. <laughs> I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. So they're fine with Putin. Well, the you know, they're fine with Putin. Well, you, that's the thing, though. We, we, I mean, you know what we do to traitors around here if... Yeah, if that's what if that's where you really want to go, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know if. Uh... But we'd rather, <laughs> but we'd rather have you back at the dinner table than on our plates. <laughs> well, we're also patriotic. We're so patriotic. Yes. <laughs> <You're>... <laughs> I mean, I would never side with Russia on anything, and my wife is Russian, right? Mm-hmm. So there you go. <laughs> well, I mean, politically, <laughs> Russia is a very you know what's that nervous laugh <laughs> what nervous laugh okay <laughs> i mean russia is a very you know politically backward place you know it's an yeah. authoritarian oligarchy it's yeah yeah it's, yeah it's 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 not the it's it's like our mars but trump looks it's at like putin and he's like man i wish i was him it's like earth yeah. it's like earth to mars it's like what we're looking at russia is what we may Become one day. Mm. You like what I did there, right? Yeah, I really for doubt course. it. But I mean, <laughs> it's not that I don't think we could survive four more years. Red of Trump. and desolate. We'll become red and desolate. I just the thing I worry is that he would he's going to weaken us to the point where you know we just America doesn't command the same prestige anymore. Already right. happening. Already happening. Yeah. Already happening. I mean, every. I mean, this is. You, I mean, we're in it now. This is this is the fight for relevancy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we're we're looking at continents like Africa that are up and coming, and we're still seeing star- starving children. China sees an uh, a billion people opportunity. They're setting up banks there. They're, the, the, China has all their influence in Africa now, and we missed out. Why? Probably because of Trump. I mean, this is why I, you know, I I mean, I was hoping to see. Like a Joe, like a very like invigorated, almost like fiery Joe Biden, who would stand up on the stump and say he's weakened our country. He's made us, you know, laughing yeah. stock. He's yeah, he's, but... he's he's weak, and he's 
and he's and he's making us weaker every day. These other you know leaders of these other countries are laughing at us. You know, but I don't know. I mean, we'll see. Joe Biden with Beto O'Rourke's attitude. You would have done it by now. I don't know why you keep bringing up Beto O'Rourke as if he's relevant. (laughs) 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 He had a lot of chutzpah. He had a lot of panache. He was he was throwing. You know, he he was throwing. He was he he was turning into a troll. He said a lot of stupid things. I agree. I'm coming for your guns. Who was the dancer? Vader O'Rourke. He was a guy. He was a former uh, 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 quarterback congressman from El Paso who oh, ran for know, Senate like, and lost to Ted Cruz. Yeah, lost to Ted Cruz. <laughs> and before that, he was a guy in a band. Yeah. <laughs> and, and everybody in Brooklyn bought their bagels and, and adored pictures of him. Mm-hmm. But he didn't play well across America. Sorry. I'm coming for your guns. Okay, well, we should wrap this up, folks. <laughs> yeah, this is this before bit, Beto comes and kicks on our door yeah, and takes away, our microphones. Over, <laughs> takes away our microphones. <laughs> hey, yeah, it's it, it's been fun. It's been fun, guys. Actually, so yeah, this is as long as we completely delete that first part about the Seattle local elections. Okay, fine. Okay, some <laughs> editing on this sucker. Yeah, we'll just. I'll just We're still figuring this out, y'all. Yeah. Exactly. So anyway, yeah. Anybody here? Anybody listening to this right now? Is that there was this whole section on Seattle local elections that you just missed because it was so goddamn boring. So PNW for the record is, stands for practically no whites. Practically no wasps. <laughs> practically none. Not none. Practically none. Practically none. Oh, like hardly strictly bluegrass festival. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can, I can, I can take that. Mm-hmm. Almost acoustic Christmas. Almost acoustic. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> but thank you for joining us. Subscribe. Email Subscribe. us. Subscribe. Uh, yeah. Facebook like us. Anchor.fm slash PNW podcast. Uh, Send us hate mail, but only if you listen. Twitter at PNW podcast. <laughs> Facebook at PNW podcast. You got them all. That's awesome. Yeah, I got them all. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go, go, yeah. Go to the Anchor website. Leave us a voice message. Um, tweet us. Uh, whatever. Facebook uh, us. Yeah, Instagram us. Oh, we don't have Instagram because oh, because nobody can it. see us. Because nobody can. Yeah. <laughs> We're on the radio. We're yeah. Well, faces for radio. Folks. Sorry. <laughs> exactly. All right. Um, so uh, I'm Chris Villarreal. I'm Wellius Rose. And I'm Nick Pernisco. Ta-ta, bitches. See you next time. <laughs>